To the final four is not on the schedule. I'm your host, Eric, alongside with expert analyst Rod. Thanks for joining us on the best MSU basketball podcast featuring an in-depth recruiting, game matchup, and post-game analysis. We dive deep to give you the best tools to enjoy the Spartans and impress your friends and family. Hey everybody, it's Eric alongside Rod. We're here with our special guest, Carson Cooper, sophomore at Michigan State and I don't know. I wouldn't say starting center, but one of the starting, one of the uh, one of the the important players in the at the playing the five at Michigan State anyway. So we're very excited to have you here because um, the season's going on. Money balls happen. People have seen the transformation of your body and your game from before. And so, thanks so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it a ton. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on here. It's uh, I'm excited to be here. All right. Well, yeah. Again, I I, I echo Eric's words. We're we're really glad you've joined us. I, I wanted to talk first about where you were just before Michigan State offered. Because I have to be honest with you, seeing video of you both in AAU right before that, because you were playing in EYBL before you got the offer, right? And seeing some of your IMG footage, it was stunning to me that you didn't have a bunch of high major offers. I couldn't understand it. And and to make, because again, and this is obvious to you, I'm sure, and to a lot of listeners with your size and your athletic ability, that's, that's normally the stuff that a high major program, even if they think you're raw, they're going to, they're going to take a flyer on you figuring, well, over a couple of years, we can develop this guy. And then to compound it, it's not as if you were playing in the middle of nowhere. You played your junior year at Bates Academy, right? Yeah. And then you transfer to IMG for your senior year. You're playing EYBL the spring before you get the offer from Michigan State. I'm just curious if you have any thoughts as to why your recruitment was that quiet up until that point, because it just doesn't make any sense to me. Don't get me wrong. I'm very grateful it was because it means you've ended up at MSU and not somewhere else. But what do you think the reason was? Yeah, you know, I, I think about that every day, too. Um, and you know, I got it. It's like what you said, like it, everything happened perfectly because I ended up here and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. And, and Tom Izzo took his chance on me, um, and, and everything. But yeah, like what you said, my, my high school journey was, was really interesting. It was, it was definitely not the traditional way to go. Um, so, yeah, basically, if you would have told me my freshman or sophomore year of high school when I was back at Jackson Northwest, back in Jackson, um, back at public high school, if you would have told me then that I would be here in the position I am now, I probably would have told me that you were, you, you got, like, you, you were joking with me or something. Like, you're trying to, trying to bust my balls or something. Like, but then – Empty Pratt, once COVID hit, I didn't know if I was going to have a junior season there at Northwest. So they hit, they reached out to me. And obviously, I I knew basketball. I knew Imani Bates was. I knew of that program. And then early my junior year, when they reached out to me, it did did take a good amount of consideration. 
um, just because, you know, it's, it's new for me. My parents at the time didn't even know that, uh, like prep basketball was a thing. They didn't, under, right. they didn't really understand any of that. So that's, that was a whole new point for them as well. I had, I had to make a decision whether I wanted to stay at home, try to, you know, just get through that trust that COVID would die down enough. So we would have a season that year. Um, or go that route, which ultimately was the good was the better decision for me because it built me into this better basketball player, um, and I wouldn't have been here without FC Prep. So I have to give them some credit. Uh, but yeah, that was that was an unreal season. But I think just with everything that happened, COVID wise and everything, that was the way to go for me. Uh, and then yeah, like you said, I played I played EYBL for. Four years. So every a, year you played yeah. EYBL at the, at the different, at the like 15 under, 16 under. Yeah. Yeah. So I played, yeah, I played with the family out of Detroit where, yeah, yep. Miles and all those guys came out of. Um, and then I played after, after that Ipsy season with Imani, I played with them during AAU, which honestly was, I thought that was going to be like my, coming out party where people would start to know who I right. was because I mean, my first two years, I was a, a bench player. I was just a regular big guy playing with the family. Just, just a, just a big white guy playing with these guys and <laughs> I'd get a rebound. I get a rebound and a layup a game pretty much. So no one's really looking my way too much. Um, and then, so once I got through that year at FC prep and then I went through that, EYBL year with Bates and nothing happened, which was, which was kind of surprising with me. Yeah. The, the real shock that year was, I still remember to this day during Peach Jam, I, I talked with um, Imani's dad at the time, which was our coach pretty much that ran that program. And he's, he's talking to me about how I might have to find a new school for my senior year because that Ipsy prep isn't going to be a thing. So I, I have a – now I have a, uh, a new decision I got to make, whether <laughs> yeah. it's – I got to start reaching out to these other prep schools because I know, like, I got to go up somehow from Ipsy Prep. And then I got connected to a guy in um, uh, IMG that, that really got me, you know, to know more about the program and everything about that. And then ultimately that was the better decision for me, which was – a crazy step up from Ipsy Prep. Like it's just unreal down there. But the uh yeah, I a, think little, a little more is, structure. Oh a yeah. More structure. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Way more, structure, way more structure. Um just like facility wise. It's it's so well run down there. Um and that I think that really helped set me set me up for, for where I'm at now as well. But yeah, I got my first off my first two offers on the same on the same night. I got both my offers, my first two offers, which is unreal. I got Eastern and uh, um, Vermont, which were both the same night. I was, it was crazy. Like I was, I was so happy, but also I had people telling me my sophomore year that I was just a late bloomer. That I like they'd come, blah blah blah. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, yeah, okay, and then. <laughs> You know, I go through that season. I, I get a couple mid-majors and all that, but I'm, like, so focused. Everyone's telling me that I can go higher. 
So I'm so focused on getting myself to a spot where I can start getting looked at by more of these schools. And I think what kind of killed me a little bit was that I wasn't on that national team at IMG. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Not not being me. I wasn't. We weren't playing uh, in front of those big time scouts. Our games probably weren't getting streamed. Um, but ultimately, it helped being on that on that second team because it it put me in a spot where I kind of could take the lead of my team. It kind of built my confidence up, helped me play more, more free, more smooth and stuff. And then I just kind of took that whole year from IMG, tried to, tried to put it towards that fourth, uh, EYPL session with the Florida rebels down there. And then, yeah, like everything just happened so quick for me because I was still deciding if I wanted to go, um, do a post-grad year at IMG and, and try to work on getting some more high major offers or take a mid-major offer where I was at now and develop a year there and then possibly transfer out somewhere bigger after that year. So I was still holding off. Like it, there was a good point there. I almost took that Vermont offer because they put a, uh, um, I put a deadline on it, but I just, some, something in my back of my head told me, Dolby to hold off and then is okay in one of my EYBL games. And um, I just kind of went crazy from there. The assistant coach Woj reached out to me and the next, after the week he first called me, he came down, visited me, talked to me, all that stuff. And then had me up for a visit. And then before I knew it, I was signed and ready to go. It was just unreal, but yeah. Now had, had <laughs> you had any contact with Michigan state prior to that? Like even, just like a, a little bit. I'm not even talking offer type stuff. No, but I do have a funny story for you guys. So <laughs> I, I don't want to talk you guys ear off, but Please, no, go, so when is, I, I was, believe me. <laughs> yeah, I was playing. So I was playing soccer my whole life. That was my main sport. Right. Um, and I we're going to get, we're going to get to that. We're yeah. I will. I will. The other questions. I won't get too much detail, but basically I reached out to Michigan state on this recruiting website for soccer and then last year probably like towards the end of the season um one of the soccer guys found my email <laughs> and and saw me so that was really the only contact i had with michigan state before that was i emailed the soccer program right but i had no contact with michigan state before that that now, see that's that to me your story is such a good one because I think most people believe that in the modern era with all the prep schools and, you know, high school games being televised on ESPN and all the different ranking services, all of this attention on high school basketball, that there's no way that anybody can slip through the cracks, but you're living proof that it can happen. (laughs) Even, Uh even in 2022. I mean, it's it's right there. And now you look at where you are now. You played as a freshman. You're set to, I think, play more next year and play a bigger role. Um, and who knows where it can go from there. So it's it's a re- I think it's a really great story because this isn't supposed to happen today. This kind of thing. No, it's like. I don't even know if there's any other way I can show my appreciation appreciation of these coachings these coaches over here and, and let me and trust me to, to get over here because when they were, when they started talking to me, they're like, okay, you're going to, they didn't come out and say it, but I kind of knew that they were talking about, okay, you're going to come on, you're going to redshirt, you're going to be a right. good practice player for that first year. 
you know, you're going to be a big guy that you can guard Monty and stuff, give him some tough time down there. And then, you know, I just I just went in and then tried to do what I, I, I know best and just play basketball. So, right. yeah, well, I, but, you know, I think that that goes into the point we just started to get to about the soccer, too, that now with this over specialization of players, right? Like only you only play one sport, especially when you get to high school, you focus primarily on that. Some people play two, but you play two sports that are not usually people put together, soccer and basketball. They're, you know, that's not, not typical. And yet it, I don't know. It seems like it helps you. Do you think, I mean, how do you think it changes you as a player and and has been useful to you? Yeah. Um, they, they, they love, they love using the soccer against me sometimes though, (laughs) because, because, because they, if I like bobble a pass or, or if I like get tripped up or something like that, they use it against me so quick, but they don't, they never, they don't ever, you know, give me props for doing it to get me where I was because me being a goalie, I think that was what really translated a lot of my footwork and, yep. and me being able to catch the ball well and everything. But I think that's what they like too. It just made, it just made me so mobile and I didn't even know it. Like I didn't know it was prepping me to be, a division one basketball player. I mean, you say I'm not training doing this thing and I'm going to get here, but it's just, you can't, you just, I kind of notice it every now and then, like think about it. Like, Hey, where I would like, I wonder where, how far back I'd be if I didn't play soccer. If I, even if I played a different position, like I wonder how different it would be, but. Yeah. I wonder, are you really good at drawing fouls and faking injuries? Is that helped you with soccer? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would say I was one of the tougher guys. I got like I was getting beat up up there in some games, but it made me tough. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I, I, my nose, is, my you. nose is crooked. My nose is crooked now because I've gotten hit <laughs> in the face so many times. <laughs> yeah, wa- watching you last year coming in as a freshman and the way you were able, I thought especially to defend pick and roll, where lateral movement is so important. That to me seemed to be the biggest thing that it was just kind of obvious, like, yeah, that translates. And it was probably something that you really had to work on as a goalkeeper when you were playing soccer. So if we could yeah. find any other six eleven goalkeepers, I think there's <laughs> I think there's something to be said for that. I'm not sure how many of them there are floating around. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, um, but like that, yeah, that's what I think about too. Sorry to cut you off, but no, no. Um, but yeah, like I knew coming in too that I'm not going to come in and be a 15 and 10 guy. Like that's not going to happen. I'm going to come in. I'm going to play solid defense. That's what I'm going to get playing. Like that's how I'm going to get playing time. So like that's 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 where just me playing basketball came in came into play when I was just just playing defense and, and getting rebounds and catching the lob every now and then. That was that was what it was just simple for me. So. And, and you can make a hell of a career doing those things, you know, yeah. especially at a place like Michigan State where it's really valued. Um, yeah. And that will get you minutes. Um, so going back to something you were mentioning just a few moments ago, um, when you got the offer and you were saying how you were, they didn't come right out and tell you that you were going to be a practice player, but that kind of seemed to be the way it was likely to go. And And I do think that, that Coach Izzo might have even mentioned after they signed you that the thinking at that point was you'd probably redshirt. Obviously, we all know now that didn't happen. And in fact, your role 
kept increasing as the year went on. Um, where was your head at though? Like when you came, when you got to Michigan state last summer, were you thinking, all right, this is going to be a developmental year for me. And, and you kind of just embraced that or in your mind, were you thinking I need to prove to these guys that I can help now? Yeah. So, so I, I just, I just always think about this too. Like, so I'm going into this situation knowing that redshirting is the main option for me. And I was hundred percent okay with that because it was either I was going to do that or I was going to redshirt or not redshirt, uh, do a post-grad year at IMG. But it didn't make sense for me to do a post-grad year at IMG and then go to Michigan State anyway, because that's like, obviously it's one of my dream schools when I'm a kid. So I'm like, why would I waste a year at IMG when I could just get in the right. system early? But like, what was crazy is I didn't know like what I was getting myself into. Like, I didn't know the depth of our, I didn't know the depth of the team. I didn't know, I didn't know half the guys. I didn't know any of the freshmen coming in. Like I was, I was just like a loose cannon pretty much. I was coming in. I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know what was happening, but my mindset was pretty much was, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to come in and just do the simple things that coach loves that, you know, I had to figure out slowly. But, um, but one thing I think coach also liked about me was that I was, you know, I was like a four point student throughout high school. I was smart. Like I could think on my feet. So me being able to play like scout team, and also mm -hmm. be able to pick up things quicker and also be able to, you know, be a competitive guy to play defense with. But I don't know. I, I just, I just, I didn't want to overthink anything when I was coming in. I didn't want to be the, I, I couldn't be too cocky or arrogant coming in because they're, they're taking a chance on me. So I just came in. I was just, I was humble to be there. And I just, you know, I just, I put my head down and, and, and did what coach wanted me to do. So, so then at what point did it change for you? That what point did you realize it didn't go right up to the Gonzaga game, did it? I mean, you must have known before then, but how how long before the season started did you realize, all right, I'm actually going to get a chance to play this year? Yeah, so, yeah, it was a lot earlier than the Gonzaga game. It was it was actually probably a, like a might have been a, um, over a month before that they started talking to me about it might've been closer to two months to be, to be honest, but I don't know how much they, they were letting like the media and all those people know, I don't know how that was all going down, but, um, but yeah, they, they discussed with me probably what it, it probably would have been halfway through the summer or maybe close to three quarters way through the summer where they're starting to talk to me about, all right, like you put us in a position where you could be vital to us this year, but it, it's ultimately now your decision whether you want to stick with developing this year or play and possibly be like a role player. So I ultimately thought like, all right, well, I'm, I might not play every game, but I feel like every minute that I get in the court is ultimately going to be good for me, just experience wise. Right. And, you know, getting, being able to get my legs under me that freshman year. Right. So, um, yeah, that was just how that went down a little bit. So, you know, obviously you played freshman year <laughs> in which you may, you weren't sure how much you're going to play. What yeah. surprised you most about either the game or the at Michigan State when you, you know, the that season? Was there something that just came out and like, wow, I didn't expect that? 
Um, well, okay, this, this might sound a little odd, but it, when I got here and started, like, playing and practicing with these guys, um, like, I fit in so, so quickly. And then before I knew it, like, playing against these guys was just, like, almost second nature for me, I felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm going in intimidated because all these guys have been here a while. They know what they're doing. They're, yeah, they're Michigan State players, but I'm coming in kind of, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a freshman. I, I know my place. I'm not going to get too crazy, but also I'm I'm like, it, it just slowly started to, to get to a point where, like, I felt comfortable and, and, it, and it got pretty easy once these guys got to know me, so – that was what probably the most surprising thing was, was just how quickly it came to me. Do you, do you think that's a reflection, just the culture at Michigan state? Is that typical? Would you had, cause you've been in a number of different teams that you kind of mm-hmm. you know, came went into at Bates Academy and then IMG, you sort of had to, you know, meet everybody and get into a system. Is that just, you think that's just a Michigan state thing or do you think there's just the kind of current guys are here that just, you've gelled well with them? No, I think, I think Izzo just being who he is and, like who the guys he picks are all like those down to earth guys. They're they they go there knowing that he's not gonna go pick up four or five new guys after the year's done and, and change up the entire um you know, change up the whole vibe of the team and and, and possibly rupture like a like the uh, um like the locker room or anything like that, like mm-hmm. being able to keep that sound. Um but I think just that's just how, how he is too. And, you know, him being that his old school self and trusting like the guys that he recruits um, was what made me like feel like home, like, like those guys are family. So. There's no I in team, but there is one in indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. At Granger, we're for the ones who pay attention to every little detail. The ones who fuss, tinker, and sweat the small stuff. Because you know the tiniest thing can make the biggest difference when it comes to keeping business moving. We get it. We're the same way. Offering access to product experts to help you quickly and easily find what you need. So whatever your industry, you know you're always getting professional-grade products. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I haven't been out to Moneyball, Eric has, but I've seen a lot of video from there, 
practice, you know, all the stuff that's been floating around this offseason. And to my eyes, it seems pretty easy to tell that yourself and also Jackson and Marty have all made pretty serious physical transformations this offseason. You and Marty look noticeably bigger in the upper body, and Jackson looks like he's just in tremendous shape. I mean, he, yeah. he looks like Joey Hauser. Um, <laughs> yeah. How much, how much better do you think the three of you at the five spot are going to be this season? Cause obviously I'm sure you, you know, at least a little, uh, you guys try to keep the outside noise outside, but I'm sure, you know, going into last season, a lot of people had questions about the five and even at different points during the season, how much better do you think you guys are going to be collectively? Yeah. So, uh, the, uh, coach Woj, the assistant, he, he uses the term, uh, we're a three headed monster. So he started that last year once we got there. And, and I think just me and Jackson being able to put that, uh, that sophomore summer in is, was huge for us. Mm -hmm. I knew it was for me because I knew like what I had to do specifically to work on like you know my my freshman summer i'm not i'm, I'm playing au at the at the time I, I don't know what i'm doing i'm just i'm over here playing trying to pick up an offer but but now like this summer i can specifically get feedback on what i need to do what i need to work on um like the same thing with jackson monty's been through the been through it so he knows what to do but i think just um Every, like we all push each other to just get the best out of each other. Um, and I think that after we all got that first little snippet in, like me and Jackson getting our freshman legs under us and everything, it's just going to, the game's going to slow down for us is what everyone says. Um, and yeah, like everyone's put their body like through some crazy stuff to help get us back to the shape that it wants us to, to be at. Um, I know Jackson's cut down a little bit, put on muscle. Um, Marty somehow keeps putting on muscle. I don't understand yeah. that. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think I put on like ten to twelve pounds of muscle, and and I've been trying to get my my weight up because um, he's really big on getting getting you to a specific weight. But since I've been here, I've already gained like thirty pounds since my freshman year. So it's just like trying to take every summer and use it. Have, um, have you seen a big, I know, you know, Dr. Lorenzo Guess is now running the strength and conditioning program. Yeah. Has that been important with the three of you guys, you think, in terms of the changes you've been able to make? Yeah, I think so. Um, obviously, we all, all, all of our bodies require different things. Like for Mahdi, it was pretty much just, he was pretty much maintaining what he had while just getting stronger. Jackson, I think he was more of like he wanted to slim down, get quicker, while also getting get like gaining muscle, which is just gonna come naturally, just lifting. And then me, like they wanted me to just pretty much work on my upper body and just fill that out to like basically catch up with my legs. Um, but yeah, there was there was countless hours where I just like I just fell in love with the weight room this summer. Like I just it just became a spot where I just go and just get my upper body work in. And, and, and that's, that's pretty much what got me to where I'm at now is just getting those little times that, uh, a couple of days of the week, like even during the summer when we, when we were off, 
I would, uh, you know, Jackson being only like 40 minutes away, I'd, I'd come up a couple times a week, show face to coach, which is important. And then <laughs> go through my lift, maybe get some shots up and just head back home, which is like another perk of me being here, just being so close to home. But I don't know. I just, it's a perfect situation for me. Yeah. I, I walked through that weight center, uh, last season with during before the mission game, it's impressive facility that you have yeah. there with it. And especially with those pictures they have up of uh, the various players, you know, progressing. I mean, that's got to be pretty inspiring to you just watching Gabe Brown, you know, transform or um, Xavier Tillman. Look, what a difference in just three years those guys, yeah. those guys did. Uh, so it, I imagine, I mean, last year the, there was a lot of concern within the, the fan base about the fact that there were not as many scholarship players as they could, there could be. You know, that was that Michigan State was not deep. This year, there's no trouble with depth. There's plenty of depth, <laughs> right? Uh, what do you feel the sort of, I mean, it's got to be ferocious people. I mean, everybody on that team has got to know it's going to be hard to get minutes in this team. There are only 200 minutes that go around, right, in a game. So has it seemed different to you from last year as far as the intensity of the practices and the competition, you know, at certainly your spot, there are three, three of you kind of battling for minutes of the five. Yeah, you know, it's, like last year, I'd say when when I, when I woke up and saw that we had practice on the schedule, it did me a little bummed out. Um, me knowing that I had to go out, like we basically had practice. But now when I see that on the schedule, it gets me excited because these practices have been so fun with these guys because there's like even when we play, there's so many combinations with teams that we put together. And like who you're playing with, like one game I'll have AJ on my on my team with Jaden, and then the next game I might have Xavier Booker and Tyson Walker on my team. Like it, it's so fun to just be able to play with different guys and just those guys, and everyone's making every, each other better, especially with these freshmen that come in. Um, you know, AJ and Tyson are pushing them getting in their face and stuff like that. So that's also what makes it fun. Um, the same thing we're doing with Booker, all the bigs are trying to get him, uh, trying to get him like out of his shell to get him more, you know, get him out more emotional, being that guy that's just going to start taking people's heads off, hopefully. But <laughs> it's, 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 it's fun to get out on the court with those guys. I, I mean, you've been through a season now. You went to Sweet 16. So you kind of feel for what, what it took to get to the Sweet 16 last year. You probably have a good feel for what steps you guys need to do for next year to for this season to go even further. What do you think is the biggest thing that your that Michigan State has to do this season that um, to get to get where you want to go this year? Yeah, um, I think a lot of it is just gonna is gonna be natural because everyone that's here now has played at a high enough level. Like even the, some of the freshmen being who they are and where they played at, like fears being able to play with like USA and, and, and all those guys playing these camps and stuff. They know how to play basketball. And I think a lot of it this year is going to be just how we mold and how we play together and just being able to trust each other. I don't think there's one thing that I can really focus on that really like is going to be the stepping stone. So what we need to do this year, um, I think it's just going to come naturally. But I also, I also know for a fact that, this is like this is might be the best year that we can get something done with who we have on the roster. So, 
Do you, do you feel like the team's going to be playing different? Like, like last year, the pace was very slow for Michigan State, very slow for a yeah. typical Michigan State. We we had a, we joked on the podcast that, you know, it was sort of like watching Wisconsin in some ways. <laughs> uh, do you feel like, are, is your, are your practices different? I mean, do you feel like that, that the way the offense is running is going to be a lot more sort of, we'll say traditional Michigan State where there's a lot more, you know, running and attacking blitz, you know, blitz runs after baskets. Yeah. 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 Coach has really been enforcing that a lot more heavy than he did last year with getting that ball out quick, pushing it up the floor. Um, and we've implemented a lot, a lot more, you know, quick, quick sets before they can set up their defense, just running down, getting set up straight into it. So we're not using too much of that shot clock. Like you said, in Wisconsin, they're using, they're using all <laughs> the entire shot clock. Right. But, um, I think, you know, obviously the freshman being a freshman, they're they still gonna pick up on the offense and how we play and stuff like that. But um, I, I think we're definitely gonna play a lot faster than we did last year. Coach is talking about how he wants to get up to 65, 70 shots a game, maybe. So that's that's um, exciting for for us. Yeah, and that'll obviously you guys will be a big part of that at the five because as I'm sure you know, when Michigan State's fast break is really humming the fives rim running are a huge yep. part of it. It's a, it's a nice way to pick up some easy points for the stat book. Um, one more thing on that. And then I've, I've got another question. Um, Eric mentioned one thing last year that was unusual by Michigan state standards, and that was the pace. But I thought the other thing that was unusual, and this is something that I think you've shown an ability to do pretty well individually, and that's offensive rebounding. That was a last year's team was not a standard Michigan State team in terms of offensive rebounding. Is there also kind of an emphasis on getting back to that with this group this year? Yeah, um, I think I think especially with Cohen coming in, mm-hmm. that's that's when I, when I know Cohen's on my team and he's going to be crashing that offensive glass. I, I can't say I'm not going to try for it, but I know that me trying to box out Mahdi and jump and grab it, there's no shot I'm jumping up and grabbing that rebound with Cohen coming in full speed. Zero percent chance. Uh, but that's what I think he's going to help us just overall do is just offensive rebound. I think that's what coach is going to love about him. Uh, but even the bigs, like today we worked out and we had a, we had a good 10 – 15 minute spot where we just worked on offensive rebounding positioning and, and, you know, finishing with touch, being able to, you know, just manage your way through space and all that. So I think it's, it's, it's definitely going to be a lot better than it was last year. You mentioned, we've been talking a few times, it's come up what workouts have been like during this off season and, with someone who coaches players hard the way coach Izzo does, I think there's an old cliche that, that probably applies, which is if he's not yelling at you, he either doesn't care or he doesn't believe you can really play. I've got to believe, and and we know on the outside what expectations are, you know, I think most people are going to have Michigan state in somewhere in the top five in the preseason right there with Purdue at the top of the big 10, all of those kinds of things. But I have to believe internally the expectations are even higher than that. You got, I'm sure you guys think you can win the whole thing. 
and I think he should. Um, is all of that resulting in any kind of noticeable change from last summer in the way Coach Izzo is dealing with you guys when he does have you in practice, which I know isn't every day because of NCAA rules, but when you're yeah. around him, do you see like it's even harder, it's even more intense than what you saw last year because he knows what you can be? Um, yeah, I've seen snippets this summer so far where he's he's getting that, to that point where I think I can I can almost see in the back of his mind is that 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 Phoenix twenty twenty whatever twenty twenty four or five twenty twenty five right. final four in his back of his head like we when we lift he puts we put that we put up that in the weight room just to remind ourselves what the goal is but he usually he would say all right well our goal is the final four but this year he he he's changed that whole dynamic and he's more of a getting into a spot where we're not just talking about getting there. We're going to talk about championship winning basketball. So like that we're, we're getting, we've gotten a couple snippets this year so far where he's, you know, gotten, gotten into it. He's getting, getting to people's faces and stuff like that. But I think, it, I think where that's really going to get to uh, a next level is when we come back in, uh, in like September and early August after school starts, when he start, when we start to get into a normal schedule, that's when things are probably going to heat up a lot. Right. But no, I'm excited. <laughs> well, I'm not, we I can't, too. <laughs> I won't, sorry, I won't get yelled at as much this year as I did last year, which is awesome for me. Like, <laughs> do you really I'm believe not, that? <laughs> hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll knock on wood on that one. Um, but, but I'm not just a freshman anymore, not knowing what I'm doing. So, so I, I don't have, I don't have him. To, I, he can't put that on me anymore. So <laughs> at least you won't be carrying bags, right? I mean, that's a, uh, that's one advantage, right? Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a positive. Uh, you know, since, since we're on that topic, I wanted to ask you real quickly and you've touched on a couple of them already, but just what your, your early impressions are of the four freshmen, those guys individually. Yeah. yeah um, so they've all, pre- they all came in and, like they they're they're really impressive i was obviously we all know cohen we don't have to talk about right. that for too long because yeah. they do that enough <laughs> on the media uh but yeah he's just he's unreal in practice and he he does his thing out there uh and booker can shoot the heck out of the ball that like that guy doesn't miss it feels like um but i just it, <laughs> One thing we got to do is break him out of the shell and, and, and get him more comfortable just being with us and goofing around and all that. But uh, um, Derek, Derek's my guy. Derek's, a, you know, he's – I kind of made him my goal, kind of take him under my wing this year, um, kind of, uh, you know, help him progress and give him little little, little tips and stuff when I can and, and just help him through practices. Um, but he, he can also shoot the lights out. He's been shooting the heck out of the ball and money ball. You probably seen if you've been there. He just he doesn't miss that much. Um, and then I'm really excited to see how Fears turns out because with AJ Tyson and Trey being able to play against them every day, like you have no choice but to get better 
And it's going to piss you off having those guys guard you all the time. <laughs> but I think that's ultimately going to make him to be like a potential killer point guard. So I'm really excited to see how all these guys progress. And, and, and once they get going in the season, and once they just, once we start flowing, I'm really excited to see how they all, how everything just merges together. Well, we're having Garrig on next and actually come out yeah. before this, this, uh, this, this airs. So is there something we need to ask him about something, you know, do you have a good story about him at trying to figure out what's going on from Texas up to Michigan now? Um, you can just, you can just pester him a little bit about his golf game. So <laughs> you can just give him, just give him some little, little hints that maybe he's not as good as he thinks he is. Um, that's, that's the one thing that I, we've been doing a lot is just trying to get competitive out there. So I've been trying to, uh, I've been trying to beat him whenever I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, before we go, I just want to remind everyone to check out Nudge Printing. You can go to nudgeprinting.com. You can go to tffinots.com and merchandise, slash merchandise, and you get the sweet shirt we have. Uh, Coach Kelly has one. So he, I don't know if he's worn around practice at all, but uh, the final four is not in the schedule logo shirt. It's a great quality. Nudge Printing is great sports of Spartan basketball and football. And it's coming up to tailgate season, so check it out, their stuff, and you can get some great, great products. Also, if you've got water problems, I know Carson's have this problem in the dorm there, but or, or if you got the cool stuff there. Uh, if you got gutter problems, check out the Brothers Do Just Do Gutters on the west side and the east side of the state. They can take care of things. Professional work, they do fantastic work, get to things quickly. No matter what the weather, they'll actually be out there, strangely. They were out there doing my gutter work in February. Did fantastic job, and now I don't have giant puddles all over my house, around my house, which is a lot better. So check out Kurt and uh, um, Greg. You can find the contact information in the either YouTube description beneath or on the podcast player. All right, so Cooper, uh, you're gonna you got another couple years left with us. Do we gonna what are we gonna see different from you? Are we gonna see? Are we? You're not gonna see any threes from you, I don't imagine this year. How- probably, probably not this year, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say zero in the next couple of years. I wouldn't say zero, but it's gotten to a spot where coach doesn't completely yell at me if I shoot him. Right, <laughs> so we'll just say that and we'll leave it at that. I don't want to get I don't want to get people too excited. All right. Are you going to start? Are you going to start hovering around the three point line with like two seconds of the shot clock, hoping to get one? Is that <laughs> just a little, to, little... Launch a, to launch a grenade at the end? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that's what Nick Ward did. I think, you know, he got a couple that way. I think that's uh, right. Right. That's right. <laughs> the greatest I think, I think, three point shooter in MSU history, Nick Ward. I think he was <laughs> one for one that season. Right. <laughs> I, I think Bingham had one a couple of years ago, like buzz beater. Like yeah, he just checked up too, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a funny thing because I've seen so many guys, like I vividly remember Matt Costello and Adrian Payne as two guys watching them in high school. And in AAU, they would, you know, they wouldn't take 10 threes a game, but it was part of their game. And then yeah. at Michigan State, no threes as a freshman, no threes as a sophomore. Maybe they get a few up as a junior. It would take until much later in their career before, I guess, they've earned enough trust to get the green light. But it, it sounds like you think you might be on a slightly faster pace than that. It's going up. It's going up. <laughs> You got, <laughs> you got, it's, it's not red, but it's not, it's not, it's like orange, right? You're getting, you're getting yeah, there. it's an orange. It's an orange. It's an orange. <laughs> it's not, yeah. 
All right. Well, Carson Cooper from Michigan State, thank you so much for being on the Final Fours on the schedule. We really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on. It was fun. So until next time, the Final Four is on the schedule. Go green. Go white. Thank you.